getting pulled around by somebody looking mopey, or B, he's sitting on icicle packages because he's too fat. Then if he's not, if he's not constantly air conditioned, he'll have a heart attack. You're listening to Talk Sports. So every bulldog in the world should be exterminated. You on record with that? Let's kill off all the bulldogs. If, if you want to make this a widespread crusade, we can make it. Dog breeding has gone too far. Stop buying from breeders. Adopt a pet today. I am pro-pet adoption. Get your pets spayed and neutered. I will carry the fight of Bob Barker. Airing every day from noon to three. Essentially, if your dog is a little bit heavy set, John Reed is volunteering to kill it for Did you. Did you know that bulldogs can't have sex by themselves? Did you know that? So if, if we don't... It's a tiring task. If we don't intervene, they will just cease to exist. Nature will take its course. Here, buddy. Here, God doesn't here. want us to have these bulldogs. You stand by your, your bulldog holocaust, and I will stay away from it. On 1340 WKGN. All I'm saying is it's fat, it can't breathe, it can't reproduce. Should I be exterminated? Can you reproduce? You, you want to throw me in there? Can you I'm reproduce? I'm fat and I can't breathe. Can you reproduce? Yeah. Okay. I'll show you. As Zach writes in, he points out that we did have the New Mexico player that just shot somebody. Oh, yeah. As he was getting robbed. I don't think he's, he didn't get arrested, though, right? Uh, I think they had some weird thing where, like, they couldn't find him for a second. Or the war- well, the, the assistant coach helped hide him yeah. and helped hide the gun, so they might be in some trouble there. But yeah, I, I think that was I the biggest issue. Don't think he got arrested. The Baylor issue, that, that back in the mid-2000s, uh, was kind of all uncovered in the offseason. Baylor, Baylor couldn't play a non-conference schedule, so they had half of a season canceled, but they were able to play conference basketball. Uh, Jordan sent one in about a man to plead not guilty for killing Miami teammate. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was, what, two years ago, last year? Yeah. Brian Pata. Yeah. Uh, This was in 2006. The attorney for the Hurricanes football player accused of murdering his teammate Brian Pata in 2006 said the case against Rashawn Jones is based on Circumstantial evidence but, police set on but for 15 when years. When was the story brought back? Because they, they found two, this out. Two years ago. August okay. 21. So the murder happened in the mid-2000s, but they, the story broke well after it. Mm-hmm. Okay. This guy, basically this guy just said for years he had nothing to do with it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I don't even remember this story. I remember when it came out, but I don't remember like who, anything about it really now other than like it. Police gathered the evidence in 2007, sat on it for 15 years, and re-interviewed the same eyewitness they allegedly interviewed back in 07 without any further evidence in the arrest warrant. Hmm. There's like, hey, this guy's lying. Let's circle back around on this. We'll 15 catch him. years. Yeah. So yeah, what? Won't remember. <laughs> so I wonder whatever happened to this guy. It's got to suck if you th- like if you say you killed somebody 15 years ago. And you're like, well, I guess nothing's ever gonna happen from this. And then they, and then they, they get you. Ha <laughs> We got you. You murdered that guy. Let's hit some hour two headlines. All right. Thanks, John. Uh, we'll start with. Um, what do we want to start with? You kind of surprised me there. I surprised you. 
Yeah, I thought we were talking murders there, so now i got to pull my, my news up. Oh, this was big it's yesterday. Of the hour. Do, you not, do you not read the news? Well, I, the yeah, i got to go back to my bookmarks. This was big yesterday. Mike McDaniel refused to get a play call in on time and derailed the uh, Dolphins' upset bid in Buffalo. That was hard to watch live. It was fourth and one. They just didn't get a playoff. I like Mike McDaniel, but man, that's uh, that was tough. God, and then the penalty, and then of course the, you know, the quarterback. He's he's not used to making a play in that situation. He made just enough plays to screw me out of a bunch of money last night. That's all he did. That's all the Dolphins did. Uh, truly sickening. I hate Josh Allen too. Yeah. I hope Joe you Burrow were professing last week about how cute he was. Well, I hope Joe Burrow whips his ass. I, I do Burrow, too. I hope Joe Burrow whips his ass. I do too. Cincinnati owes him one. I'd be mad if I was Cincinnati. I don't know if I'd say Cincinnati owes him one. It's not Buffalo's fault. Eh, well, <laughs> kind of. I think Cincinnati's better than Buffalo. I do too. If they can block, gotta be able to block though. Well, they blocked all right last night. Against Sometimes. The I mean, they didn't score a bunch of points. I mean, they only scored well, 17 points against the Ravens. That was a good matchup, though. I, I yeah, heard division matchups, they, they kept it close. I heard some guys talking about that, how the Ravens' front could give them problems. But well, Yeah, because the Bengals' whole right side of their offensive line's out. Injured, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, the Ravens have a couple of studs on the defensive line, too. Anyways. Trevor Lawrence celebrated his big win at Waffle House after the Jags came back. To defeat the LA Chargers down twenty-seven to nothing at one point this weekend, and then I like, I like Trevor Lawrence. It was twenty-seven to seven, then it was twenty-seven to fourteen, and then it was thirty to fourteen, then it was thirty to twenty. He was what? Four, then, what was his stats? Was he four of sixteen with four interceptions? Four of twelve? He was awful. It was. It was like on pace of completions were matching his interceptions. Yeah, no, I, I saw one play had four completions and four interceptions. And then Justin Herbert missed a wide open touchdown that could have made it thirty-one to nothing. They had to kick a field goal to make it twenty-seven nothing. And then it was all Jaguars from that point on. Did you feel a little jealous? Like that could have been the Titans? Nah, I'll be honest with you, I didn't watch any of the game. Titans probably would have gotten buried. I mean, if we had Josh Dobbs out there, yeah, probably. I mean, I'm just if it was twenty seven to nothing, I doubt the Titans could have came back. Yeah, know? I mean, I don't think we'd have fallen back twenty seven nothing. I don't I guess Dobbs could have thrown four interceptions. But Game would have probably gone a little differently. <sighs> I mean, I feel vindicated about Herbert. I think he stinks. I don't think he stinks. He's just nowhere near as good as everyone acts. Yeah. 45 attempts for like 270 yards and blow a 27 nothing lead. Look, at a certain point, you're just a loser. And Justin <laughs> Herbert's just a loser. I watched him gag two of those games away in college as well. Yeah, he, I agree with you. I think he's a loser too. The coach will get the blame though. The well, that's the same Brent, way they used to Staley or they used to have Demario Cristobal too, and they blew that thirty-one to fourteen lead against Stanford. It was all Cristobal's fault, and it's fine. I mean, Cristobal and Staley, they ain't perfect by any means. But if you're the if you're the quarterback of both of those, I got to ask some questions about you too. Especially again, if you watch the replay, it's twenty-four to nothing. They have a wide open guy in the end zone. He throws it five rows into the into the stands, miss a wide open tight end. And they have to kick a field goal. Trevor going to the Waffle House is pretty cool, though. Yeah. Imagine so being there and he just walks in. They'll go to Kansas City now? They're going to Kansas City now. That's going to be a bludgeoning. I would imagine so. But good for Jacksonville. I mean, they got to win. We'll see. It's the playoffs. Could be a close game. Yeah. I'd be surprised. It feels – I saw someone else make this comparison. 
But it feels a lot like the Titans did when they beat the Chiefs in 2017 and then went to New England and got beat 35-14. to 14. I don't remember that. Yeah. In 2017? Yeah. The Titans beat the Chiefs mm-hmm. and right. then lost in the well, 2018 playoffs, but 2017 season. Did you go to New England for that? I did. That's right. And then you went the next year and two years saw later, them two years, win. Two years later. Okay. We missed the playoffs the year after. That's when Moriarty got hurt. And then we, uh, then yeah, two years after that's whenever. But we went to Kansas City. We we're down twenty-one to three. Had the big comeback. Stole that from Alex Smith to Kansas City. Then they benched Alex Smith, and that's when we got Mahomes. But oh, that was pre-Mahomes. Yeah, that was Alex <laughs> Smith. And then they went to New England. They had a bye. Then New England just beat the absolute hell out of us. I think that's why I don't remember it. I don't even remember Kansas City without Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. So I anticipate Kansas City will beat the hell out of Jacksonville this weekend. Well, we shall see. Elon Musk reportedly wants to auction off unused Twitter handles as part of a scheme to create a new revenue stream. Auction them off? He wants to auction off what unused the, Twitter handles. Just like some random Twitter name he just comes up with? Yeah, well, maybe if there's a handle that's used that you'd like, you know. If there was a John Reed, if, if he'd get me John Reed with no underscores and let me bid amongst other John Reeds, I'd be interested. I'd pay $20 for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to get my name with no no underscores. Like yeah. I told you about the one. Mine's being used by some boy in England like who hasn't tweeted anything in like 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> mine's being used by two British men as well. Yeah. <laughs> At least one British man. Have you seen this thing about life expectancy by state? I have not. And how the South is so bad. <laughs> Our life expectancy a lot closer to 70 to 74 years. I am 12 years old, and I live in Hawitch, and I go to the Hawitch school. Yeah, yeah. Some boy in England. Who, what, what was? When was that tweet? Like 2010 or 2009 or something? He's old now. That's his one tweet. I am watching Imodel. The hell is Imodel? E-M-A-D-L-E. What is that? He's I don't that in know. I feel like I deserve that handle, though. So if it's a thing like that where, you know, if a handle just hasn't been used. I thought he was supposed to be getting rid of those. I thought those were already supposed to be canceled. <clears throat> I don't know. He's trying to create a new revenue stream, it says. I don't know. This thing seems like a total disaster. The, the he has e- one tweet. That's his only tweet? Yeah, I guess. I am watching him model. That's his only tweet? I guess. <laughs> it's probably a bot. I don't know. There's so many bots, too. Something like 80% of... Some, yeah. some say they believe 80% of users are bots. Yeah, you should be allowed to have that one. Yeah. Can you guess the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven states with the worst life expectancy? Mississippi. That's number one. <laughs> the average life expectancy in Mississippi is closer to 70 to 72 years. Whereas if you look at California, it's closer to 78. What's number two? Is it just all going to be like all like poor southern states? Is West mostly. Virginia. Is Louisiana going to be number two? Louisiana's on there. Arkansas, Alabama. We're calling West Virginia. Tennessee. West Virginia, on there. West Virginia yeah, and yeah. Kentucky. Yeah. So meth. Appalachian and Deep South. Yeah. Nice. Although Georgia's is a little higher, 74 to 76 years. But the highest life expectancy is out in, the, as you could guess, probably the Pacific Northwest, the far northeast, the more liberal places, I guess, that pretty much just eat like kale and things like that. Okay. We got a lot of fried foods down here. 
in these parts. You think that's what it is? Just fried foods? I'd guess fried foods got a lot to do with it. Diet probably got the most to do with it, don't you think? Well, I was thinking like... A lot of poverty. Yeah, I was thinking like drugs and opioids. Yeah. Yeah, that and tougher too. jobs. Although you would think more Ohio f- would rank higher. Yeah, but- more physical labor in the South. Louisiana's just thinking like alligators. Just getting eaten by alligators. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's why they were on my list, yeah. A lot more alligator deaths. Uh, another thing that happened over the weekend was a Georgia football player, Devin Willock, killed in a car wreck. Oh, yeah. uh, Willock, Devin Willock, an offensive lineman for Georgia and a recruiting staff member, were killed in a car wreck in Athens early Sunday morning, the university confirmed in a statement. Devin Willock, I believe he played against us, someone said. Yeah. And then this this uh, blonde he was with, she she died too. Yeah, that's a... Uh, she was a recruiting staffer. It's kind of a weird story, right? Yeah, yeah, from what I hear, he had like a girlfriend or something, and this was not his girlfriend. Well, I haven't seen that, but it's just like it seems weird that they would be out that late at night yeah I doubt we ever get like the real story it seems or weird with it. just that's what a staff they would be out late at night I mean, 245 player and a staffer yeah I mean just well, yeah. young people like to party well I know but you would think like it wouldn't happen with an employee an employee <laughs> happened at LSU well I know that was weird too I'd say it happens a lot but yeah, they were uh, they were killed in a in a car accident. Two other members of the football program were injured in the accident. They are both in stable condition. You see the picture of the car? I'm very surprised anybody survived that. I haven't seen it. Pretty bad. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Kirby said we're heartbroken. It's it's a really sad story. I mean, grieve for the families. I'm trying to read about the. Yeah, so in a statement, the Athens police said it was a single vehicle accident. occurred around 2.45 a.m., as you said. Police said uh, the initial investigation indicated a 2021 Ford Expedition left the road in the outside lane and struck two power poles along with several trees. Willock was dead at the scene. LaCroix, the woman who was driving, was transported to a local hospital by ambulance and died as a result of her injuries. And then the there was another 21-year-old male passenger who had just minor injuries and a 26-year-old female passenger with sustained serious injuries. Hmm. They say Warren McClendon, a junior offensive lineman, was the other one involved in the crash. He's in stable condition. Well, R.I.P. Cam sends to break. We'll dive into the NFL playoffs that were. Stick with us. Let's talk sports on Fan Run Radio. All right, Cam, what were your big takeaways from the opening Super Wild Card weekend? Five of the six games already final. We are waiting for the Cowboys to take on the Bucks tonight. Um... First game, kind of just when is expected. You know, Niners were going to dominate the Cardinals. Wasn't really 
a thing there. Purdy still looks pretty solid. I think that was the only normal game of the weekend, I think. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, that one went, yeah, according to plan for the most part, as most people thought with that one. I did not see Seattle coming back from an early 10-0 deficit to take a lead at halftime. Yeah. I that was a little surprising, seeing them up 17-16 to and a half. But then you saw the 49ers just choke them out in, yeah. the, in the second half and absolutely dominate them. Yeah, they, they turned it on that second half and for sure just kind of pulled away pretty easily there. Um, outside of that, yeah, you kind of talked about it, but just a debacle from the Chargers. You just can't do stuff like that. You can't blow a lead that big. Cody, um, you firing Brandon Staley for that? No. No, you, I'm going to keep him. You've had the players come out and defend him. You just have a report coming out about 15 minutes ago. Chargers strongly considering – Keeping head coach Brandon Staley, he makes in the neighborhood of $4 million per season. There's a chance, however, he'll have to make significant staff changes, like Lombardi, their OC, like everyone everyone wants him gone. So I would imagine that would be the, the minimum thing he has to do there. You'd keep him, though? Yeah, if the players like him, I'd keep him around. It's hard after 27 nothing. And the Mike Williams well, stuff. You, and the Mike Williams, yeah, playing Mike Williams and breaking his back and then Hey, you can't can't judge him off two mistakes, you know. Okay. He got him to the playoffs, didn't he? I don't know if that's anything to brag about this year, but yes, he did get them to the playoffs. They were ten and seven. They were ten and seven. Man, not bad. Not bad. Better than most teams. Yeah, but losing in that fashion wipes out making the playoffs. Blowing a blowing a twenty seven nothing lead is something that you don't really come back from. Like that's a I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Cam. I mean, not, not to bring up old stuff, but you kind of live that. Yeah. 27 points, 28 to 3. Super Bowl, a little bit different than the wild card round, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's something that you deal with until you erase it. So, like, Justin yeah. Herbert and Brandon Staley, as long as he's still there, they're forever going to be known as the duo that blew a 27 nothing lead. It's going to well. get mentioned all offseason. It's going to get mentioned in the first game next year. Any time they have a lead and people yeah. start coming back, it's yeah, you're going to have it stuck to you as being the guy that blows the lead. That's why you bring him back. Give him a chance to redeem himself. Okay. Cam, you agree or disagree? I I think it makes it really tough on management because you see just two terrible, two terrible executions. One, the playing the players when you didn't need to. Resulting in one of your key guys going down, like we have seen the numbers when they have Williams versus not, right? Um, and and Herbert did struggle at times in that second half, pretty pretty mightily, and you wonder if Mike Williams being out there could have helped that. Well, um, I mean, he's a second rate coach, but you're a second rate franchise, so what do you expect? What about if you can get Sean Payton? Well, you probably hire him. Fire him. You probably get him if you can. I'd I'd say you make the call. I, I do um, like that we've made Sean Payton the next like. Vince Lombardi. Yeah. <laughs> like Sean Payton's like getting courted by every team in the league like he didn't. It I mean, would. When, when's the last time Sean Payton's won a playoff game? Like, It would be interesting, though, to see him with Justin Herbert because I feel like then you would be even more um, confident in your opinion that Justin Herbert sucks if Sean Payton can't do anything with him. I guess Payton, Payton did win a playoff game in 2020, so they at least won one. Okay. <laughs> My bad, Sean. I was a little, a little too rough for you. They did choke Jared Goff in the in the playoffs as well. I forgot about that. So, 
Um, Dead Man's be the only team that can lose to Kirk Cousins in the playoffs, though. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, Sean Payton, like, you know, he's he is the big free agent of the offseason. And if I'm him, I know what John Reed says about Justin Herbert, but I'm not worried about what John Reed and Samuel Ocho or whatever says about Justin Herbert. That's still the quarterback I want to coach, right? Like, if you could pick any of the potential openings, like, I'd rather coach Justin Herbert than Dak Prescott. Yeah. I'd rather coach him than... Tom Brady, if we, if we went back, you know, if we went to New Orleans or Charlotte, mm-hmm. you know, if the Panthers, like it's been talked about, I would rather coach Justin Herbert in LA than pretty much anybody. Yeah, you would, you would think he could. Plus, it's warm, right? Semi to an extent. I don't, I don't know. If fix is the right word, but maybe get Herbert <laughs> like actually applying his talent. I, I, I will be fair to Herbert. I know I make fun of him a lot, but I do think like he's been hamstrung by his coaches. Coaches mm-hmm. like I do think the offensive coordinator stinks. Like I, I do yeah. believe that. I, I, I still don't think he is the golden child and worthy of being compared to Mahomes and Allen and Burrow. Like I haven't seen that yet, but I do also think that if he gets the right coach in there, that he could go up a level. Yeah, that and I think they. I think one of their biggest issues is they just don't have a run game. Like you, you never really t- hear people talk about because Eckler scores so many touchdowns. Everybody's like, "Wow, Eckler's such a good running back," but then they can't run the football when they need to. Right. So when you get up big like that and you want to be able to just run the clock, you can't. Yeah. And, yeah, um, and credit to Jacksonville. I know we've made fun of the Chargers, but I thought Jacksonville. I thought Doug Peterson coached his ass off in the second yeah. half. Going for that two point conversion down four was was crazy. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, to make it thirty to twenty eight. Yeah, to make it yeah. a two point game instead of a three point game. Of Why course, would you do that? To win them with the field goal. It paid off. Yeah, to win yeah. with the field goal. It's a, it's a similar, I guess, mindset of like, hey, we're going for two if we're down fourteen and score a touchdown to make it six. Mm-hmm. That way we can win with the score rather than tie. They got a personal foul. Bosa, you know, got caught talking crazy to the refs. He's like, we can get a yard. Trevor Lawrence is the best at jumping over this pile and sticking the ball out and getting two, and then we can win with a field goal. And that's exactly He's, what they did. He stuck out that dinosaur arm, that pterodactyl arm, and got it. Ah! I got, well, you got to think, too. I mean, at that point, they felt pretty unstoppable. So right. even if they didn't get it. We'll get the ball back. We'll score a touchdown. Yeah, go, go down and score a touchdown then. And they would have scored a touchdown if they needed one. They just got down there and was able to run See, the clock out and, like it. and uh, kick the field goal. So I will give credit to Doug Peterson and, and to Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he was very close to being on the all-time worst playoff performances of all time. He looked a lot like Jake DeLome did at the end of his career when he had five turnovers in that NFC Championship game. And instead he avenged it. There might have been the second round of the, uh, of the NFC playoffs. But what a way, lack of heart by the Chargers. It's pitiful. The second half. Pitiful. Yeah, pretty, pretty. How do you not win that game? How, how, how are you going to get up 27 and lose? A lack of heart, that's how. Just like an L.A. team. Yeah, yeah, typical L.A. team. <laughs> They're not known for championships or anything. You would think that Brandon Staley would get fired, but if your franchise quarterback actually does want him around, you kind of have to let the franchise quarterback make that decision, right? Mm-hmm. I told you heading into the week, I was most fascinated by a franchise quarterback, and he didn't play. And then he had some really interesting quotes coming out of that locker room after the game. We'll look at the Ravens and what they did against the Bengals and where Lamar Jackson goes next. Stick with us. This winter, make sure your heating and air unit doesn't leave you...
the game deciding play in Cincinnati last night was a fumbled quarterback sneak. As J.K. Dobbins tried the Trevor Lawrence, it didn't work. It went back 98 yards for a touchdown instead. Then they had a chance at the end to drive, and for some reason John Harbaugh had them in the huddle wasting 40 seconds. It was really strange. I get that, like, hey, we're trying to be deliberate, and we're not worried about time, we're, we're calm, and we're not going to score with too much time left. But at a certain point, like, bro, you can't be taking a full 40 seconds yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with two timeouts. That was really, really dumb. That fumble return reminded me of a play from high school back when oh, I was a varsity it's... athlete. Oh, yeah. yeah? We won a game that way. Yeah? Yeah, we were down 13-10, to 10, uh, biggest game of the season, and they were driving down and they were trying to uh, they were trying to score another touchdown for playoff points. Oh, wow. For, like, tiebreaker points. Uh-huh. And instead of just taking a knee on it, had they just kneed on it, we were beat. <laughs> but they didn't knee on it. They were at the three-yard line. It was under a minute to go. They tried to punch in one more. Ball got knocked out, returned 97 yards for a touchdown. By you? Not by me, no. Uh, did you knock the fumble out? Yeah. No, I didn't. But one of my teammates game? did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a video of it on YouTube if you want to watch. Yeah, send it to me. Just YouTube it right now. Why can't you YouTube it? Here, here's the thing also. What do I search? Search. I'm going to give it a search thumbs down. Search, and there ain't no flag. Because it, <laughs> we made ESPN that week. Oh, on the Sports Center like top ten or wow. not? Maybe not top ten, but the not top ten or something. like whatever the this parody is. is. And there ain't no flag. Vote a number one American flag. Pioneers, yeah, is it yeah, Pioneer that's, football? That, that's the one. Now, before ago. you watch this, it went somewhat viral before the days of really viral. Sure, at least like twenty thousand views. At least statewide viral because of this idiot on the call. Who says, and there ain't no flag. <laughs> but but try to watch it for just the play. Are you in the game right here? Yeah, I'm the Are you number seventy two? Seventy three. See that seventy two is my buddy. The two big guys in the middle with towels. All right, here, here comes Cody dropping down to a knee. I blow that right guard up. What's that right guard get? Oh blasted? no. Oh that fumble. Yeah. Quarterback has a chance. D'Angelo Williams. Whoever picked up that ball is pretty fast. Yeah, that's Matthew Showalter. D'Angelo. <laughs> Matthew Showalter. D'Angelo pretty Williams fast. was on the sideline watching that for the, for that game. He for came, what reason? He came back home. Well, he played there at that school. At your high school or the other school? The other school. So he, he had a front row seat to that? Yeah. Great job on the graphics of this. The the fireworks going off. Oh, yeah, down. pretty cool. Well, it was, it was a long time ago. Go back in, to the start, though, and watch to the right guard. Watch what happens <laughs> to him. It looks, watch, watch me maul that right guard. It looks like the right guard. Oh, yeah, he does get just absolutely pancaked. I obliterated his ass. <laughs> they, they weren't running up the middle. This right guard also looks like he's about 180 pounds. You could, Yeah, he was small compared to me, but I was like 320. Well, I know, but he looks small compared to anybody. Is that how big offensive linemen were in high school? Well, yeah, they're high schoolers. I mean, they're not, you know, not everybody's 300 pounds like me. But that um, you could say in some ways I caused that play. Because they knew they had to bounce, they had to go outside. You know what I mean? Because you weren't coming you weren't up the middle. Coming on the inside. Yeah, yeah. You're like Doug Heffernan. Yeah. Luckily, the volume's not on though, because the reason anybody even knew about that play back then was because of the idiots on the call. The one guy says, "And there ain't no fly." Well, this guy did better than Al Michaels. Al Michaels got lambasted over the weekend because he had no emotion at all for Jacksonville's 
historic comeback. Yeah, I know. We went on to win a conference title, by the way, because of that game. But not the state title. It's very special. No, we didn't win the state. What uh, What was the points of – what was the tiebreakers? What What do you mean playoff points? I've never heard because of that before. Because they're tiebreaker points, and it, it went by margin of victory. So, like, if you had – Nunya writes in, back when watching Pioneer football was fun. That's right. We were good. We were 12-1. and one. <laughs> Earlier in the game, we Matthew were Showalter had a big play nullify because of a penalty. That's why they said there ain't no flag. The broadcaster yeah. was obviously excited that this one didn't have the same fate. That was a touchdown play that I got called for holding, is what that was, Ugh. which was a, a, a bad oh, call. You got called for holding? I got called for holding. I bet everyone's so mad at you. Well, big as he is, you ain't got to hold him, just push him. <laughs> <laughs> it was a stretch play. So I had to, oh, that's tough. to like that's tough for you to get out to the corner. Yeah, like blocking laterally. Yeah. Like the guy naturally is trying to get away from him and you're kind of chasing him. So they called a hold. It was a dramatic win. Win shouldn't even tried to score on this play. The game was in hand with less than a minute to play. Taking a knee would have sealed it. Yeah, for sure. Can you say broadcaster Hall of Fame? <laughs> Best call ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited going. to hear. It's a, it's, I assume he doesn't cuss, correct? No, he doesn't cuss. It's a. There ain't no <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear it. I don't see the clock on here. How much time's left? There's under a minute. Yeah. So many ads: Citizens Bank, Colton yeah. Steakhouse, <laughs> Exxon Tiger Mart. My buddy Mo from back home. <laughs> Did he actually say it three times or was this? No, no, no. That That was just that's an edit. Yeah. How about that? I mean, you got the play-by-play guy, though. He had His name's Ronald. He had some real enthusiasm yeah, about he, it. He was excited. Take some, <laughs> take some notes, Kessling. Yeah, Charlie. Take some notes, Charlie Collier. <laughs> yeah, Ronald. Ronald's a, he was a nice guy. He had uh, he had a lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> Early would have said, there ain't no flag. Cody McClure couldn't ruin that one for us. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, my favorite thing about that play though is not the the ninety seven yard fumble return. It's the watching the right guard get just hammered. <laughs> he didn't care know. about the win. He just wanted to blow somebody up. Everyone's talking about the game. Everyone's talking about the play after the game, and Cody keeps trying to tell about. It. But yeah, I, I killed that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 You see the touchdown, <laughs> yeah. but watch this right this? guard. <laughs> I killed this guy. Yeah. They weren't coming up the middle. That uh, that it really did. Like make the news and stuff though it was it made ESPN never even mentioned you though did they no but the the thing about it is that it, it made ESPN because of that call because yeah. they were like listen to this guy yeah. you know they were basically making fun of it it was nice that uh, that g- play gave you good memories because I saw everyone just say it reminded them of Garantano against Alabama oh yeah trying to quarterback sneak it on his own and fumbling oh yeah and returning <laughs> yeah, it for a touchdown. Yeah. yeah there's also that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of Jalen Hurd fumbling against Georgia and then returning it for a touchdown I remember that and one. it was yeah. I don't remember who exactly fumbled in like oath 
I guess it would have been what? Oh, four against Georgia. Against right, Georgia, right before the half. Yeah, was that Clawson that fumbled, was, or was it a running back who fumbled? And got I want to say that was oh five. It would have been oh four. Would it not have been? Because it would have been. Was like it eight. at Georgia? Oh no! Yeah, I got my years mixed up. So yeah, it had been oh five or oh three. If it was at, it was Georgia. an odd year, which means it's uh, would have been at home. So yeah. odd year, so it'd have been oh three or oh five. Yeah, if if it was an odd year, it would have been at Georgia. I thought or, it was Clausen. Clausen was gone by oh four though, wasn't he? No, no. Odd years we played Georgia at home, right? That's what. I'm, yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. So I think it would have been oh five then. You sure? Wouldn't be oh three. I think I think oh five would be my guess. Could have okay. been oh three. I know the play you're talking about. Yeah, that's what I thought of. I'm glad everyone else had good. I'm glad you had good <laughs> memories. I guess. Yeah, it feels like a different lifetime ago. You notice how big I was, though. What do you mean? Is this a trick question? I was big. I, I was intimidating. Yeah, you're, especially compared to that 180 pound guard that was trying to go, tag, uh, block you. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, oh three. Sean Jones, 92 yard fumble return. It was 13 to seven. We were about to go in and take the lead. It was oh three. Really deflating, apparently, because we got beat 21 to nothing in the third quarter coming out of the locker room after that. So. Oof. Yeah, I remember we ended up getting blown out. Yeah, we lost forty-one to fourteen, and that was with a touchdown at the very end to turn it from forty-one to seven to forty-one to fourteen. So, pretty, uh, pretty deflating for the boys. It was, it was, but you know you gotta you gotta have that sometimes. Sure, makes you tough. It's part in of the reason the long I can run. Ne- it's part of the reason I can never get behind all the Casey Clawson love affair stuff. He just wins games. He's so great. He's well, like, he had a really great team around 11 him. 11 of 23 for one touchdown and two interceptions. <laughs> Relax. You could say it was the team around him is the reason well, he won those yeah, games. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Stetson Bennett comes to mind. I would say he's better than – I would say Stetson Bennett's better than Clausen. Wouldn't say that around these parts. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. Trying to find this picture of me in uniform. I don't need to see more pictures. I, I <laughs> really, I was, I was an impressive. Um, I don't want to hear any more about your your high school triumphs. Okay. Well, I placated. So. I placated you for that one. I let you do your thing. I listened to your story. I let you tell the story. Wish we got a good call out of that one. Usually we just yeah, you, listen yeah. to the story. That is true. At least we had something positive out of it. Don't you you ever go through just like your old photos and send them to your friends and they'll send them back to you like just I don't really have any old photos on my phone. Memories from years ago. And I've deleted oh, yeah. and I deleted my Facebook. I have so many pictures on my phone of old stuff. <clears throat> the fan know. run last year is brought to you by Linderman Sports Medicine. If you're not active right now because of any discomfort or pain that is keeping you from any of your activities, check out the amazing work being done by Dr. Laura Linderman at Linderman Sports Medicine. Located in Memphis, but people come from all over Tennessee and beyond to get back in the game of life without surgery. So if you want to get back on your bike, back to the gym, or just have a healthier lifestyle, visit LindermanSportsMedicine.com. LindermanSportsMedicine.com. You had J.K. Dobbins last night. Basically said we had bad play calling, and also if Lamar Jackson was out there, we would have won. Which I think is pretty fair. If they had Lamar, they probably would have won. Yeah. Has that relationship been ruptured? <sighs> Which one, J.K. Dobbins or Lamar Jackson? 
Look at this photo of me when I was on TV. I made TV for the show. Yeah. For the radio show. Uh huh. Pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. When was that? It was two years ago. Yeah, during, I was on during here COVID. Too. Yeah. Man hit a radio. Man get on TV and then left immediately. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know about Lamar Jackson. I don't know if that's going to work out now. I'm a guy who feels like if I'm on the field all the time, I can help this team win, and I wasn't. It's the playoffs. Why am I not out there? 12 carries. It's the playoffs, Dobbins said. Yeah, he was not happy, but he wasn't the guy. Huntley should have never been in that situation. I don't get a single carry. I believe I would have put it in the end zone again. Basically went on to say that if uh, he had gotten the carry, they would have he would have scored. Lamar Jackson would have scored as well. To which I wonder how that locker room feels because they were good enough to win that game last night, almost with yeah. J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. With Lamar, they probably felt like they could have won that game, and they probably felt like they could have went and beat Buffalo. Like, with the way the Ravens' defense was playing, like, mm-hmm. it does beg the question. It was really good. So now we wonder where Lamar ends up. Atlanta has been linked as uh, being willing to be really aggressive when Lamar hits the uh, – Free agency. Or not free agency, I guess a sign trade when he hits the market because it'll probably be a tag and trade yep. is what people are saying. Yep. It's what I expected. And, yeah, they've been that's been rumbling around the Atlanta circles since about halfway through the year once he realized the Lamar contract and him getting banged up. What percentage of a chance are you putting on there right now that uh, Lamar Jackson is out of oh. Baltimore? Oh, I'm almost putting it at, like, Seventy-three percent. I think he's 73%. gone. Seventy-three percent, Cody. What percentage do you think Lamar Jackson out of Baltimore next year? Speaking of seventy-three, look at this stud. He has no neck. Oh my god, you look like the juggernaut. <laughs> well, I mean, with the helmet and the shoulder pads. What and is the, wrong with you? The, well, I wore the neck roll. You thing have to, no neck. Well, I mean, I, I. It's kind of the angle you're looking at, but look at those arms. Look at the thick thickness of that python right there. It's kind of a kind of embarrassing that that guy couldn't even get a. A scholarship offer anywhere with that much size. Well, I didn't you have thought the, there would be at least a little – somebody take a flyer on potential. I yeah. didn't have the height, you know. Send me that picture. I don't know if I want to. I want to show Cam. He has no Cam's neck. Cam's right there. He has I, no neck. I can show Cam. It's an angle. It's the angle of the – I don't know that's the angle. I think it's the angle. Send me that picture. You don't understand. I didn't say I put the juggernaut you don't, helmet on it. You don't understand. When you have these shoulder pads and then you get the neck roll and yeah. then you got the helmet Why do you have a neck down. roll on? No. To look tough. It was you don't a, look tough. You look like an M&M. Like you M- look like the red M&M there. I do not. I'm not wearing red. What are you talking about? Well, you know, they have no neck either. I would have put you so far into the ground for talking to me like that. <laughs> Still wouldn't have had a neck. Yeah. You wouldn't have had a neck either after I finished you. Let's go to break. Let's talk sports on Fan Run Radio. Coming out of the weekend, I don't know if it's an overreaction or whatnot, but Dave Gettleman is the winner after all. He told everyone, hey, this Daniel Jones guy, trust me. It's the quarterback we need. It's the quarterback you could trust. And uh, he looked like maybe the best quarterback all weekend, honestly. 
I don't think people realize how well he had been playing during the season, especially in the second half of the season. He was he was really good down the stretch, and yeah, he, he kept that rolling in the playoffs, and like you said, looks great. Brian think, Brian Dabble's going to get a lot of credit for how he fixed Daniel you know. Jones, but man, like he turned him into. I mean, it, it's it's an overreaction, so I don't want to fully put myself behind this uh, take, but on Sunday at least, he looked like a smarter version of Josh Allen. Yeah. The arm strength was there, and also, like, the running was there, and also, like, hey, I'm not going to make stupid throws or fumble the ball. I'm just going to be really good. Well, he went to Duke. He did go yeah. to Duke. He's got the IQ. They do. Uh, I think they are a better school than Wyoming. A little bit yeah. tougher to get to Duke than Wyoming, be. I would imagine. Got to be. Anybody can go to Wyoming, probably. And Daniel Jones looked just as athletic and just as strong running the ball, just as strong of an arm, just as accurate. Think how good the Bills would be if they had Daniel Jones. I know. <laughs> Well, the two are kind of compared because I do think there's been some regression to Josh Allen this season. Yeah. There's been progression for Daniel Jones, obviously, and the difference is one lost Brian Dabble and the other got him to got him coaching. They're both in New York. Both in New York. Both have colors red, white, and blue. Yep. And, again, the Brian Dabble connection. Yep. And they both were just raw athletes kind of coming out. That, you know, had talent. You know, you knew there was talent, but you also knew they were a little developmental. Yeah. Both Republicans. Yeah. We don't know that for sure about Josh Allen. Good chance. Josh Allen played a lot of like AAU basketball growing up, so he might have a pretty diverse group of friends. I don't know. No, looking at Josh Allen, I, you're just looking at him though. He's from California. He played a lot of yeah, AAU. I think California, there's a pretty good chance yeah. that I think there's a pretty good chance a lot Josh of conservatives in California. Where did he grow up in California? L.A. San Fran, or was he in the? I, I don't know where Reedley is. Where's Reedley, California? Oh, that sounds like Central California. That sounds like a red portion. What's it called? Reedley. How do you spell that? Like it sounds. R e i d l e y. You've been sitting next to me for how long, and you still think of Reedley as R e i d? Well, if it's a city, Reedley, Reedley, California. Let's see here. It's near Orange County. That's L. Oh, that's as conservative as it gets. Is Orange County not L. A. It's the county below L. A. It's known for being a red. Red County. They had, that's why when we, we went out there, we went out there two, two years ago as a, as a, we took a van out there on a trip mm-hmm. and Huntington Beach, which is in Orange County, it was open like Nashville because everything else in California was shut down, masks, 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 you know, but Orange County was, it was wide open. They didn't believe in COVID there. Well, either way. I was just making a joke anyway. That's not where Reedley is, by the way. It's from Fresno. Yeah. Which is where Christopher well, Gabriel I don't know. lives. I was, I was just looking right here. Reedley and then Orange, Cal- Orange County, then Orange County. There. I mean, I, I don't know for scale, obviously, but I just it looks close to Orange County, right? According to that map? No. No. I don't know what the, that's. Reedley, o- Orange County? Right that's here? Orange Cove. Oh, okay. Just or- <laughs> it just said Orange CO. Okay. It, it does make sense that, it, that yeah. Okay. But that's yeah, a place called Orange Cove. Okay. Yeah, that's Central California. Very conservative there. Well, either way, he was an AAU basketball player, so I think he probably had a, di- a diverse group of friends. No, made a lot of trips with the boys, probably. I'm good. I'd like to know where he was January sixth. Yeah, I haven't seen that info. That's true. He doesn't look as good, and Daniel Jones looks awesome this weekend. I don't know if they could go beat Philadelphia next week. 
Yeah. But I know that like they're pretty familiar with them and have played them twice and and gave them a lot in Week 18 when the Giants weren't even really trying to win that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Eagles looked looked sloppy that game. Yeah. For sure. And if they do that again, yeah, with the Giants having their starters, they could be in for a run for the money. I thought uh, Allen looked pretty pedestrian again. Mm-hmm. Like it looked like they should have blown out that Dolphins team and. You had yeah. a couple turnovers that just let them hang around, and next thing you knew, they were in a dogfight. Oh, pedestrian Josh. Any other takeaways from the first opening weekend of the NFL playoffs? Um, Just like like you said, Josh Allen makes you a little concerned for if the Bills can keep up with like a Kansas City or maybe even a Cincinnati. <clears throat> Who do you give the edge to next week at quarterback position, Burrow or Allen? Burrow. Um, Burrow's better. I would Burrow's lead, a winner. I do think Burrow's a little better. Burrow's I just, a winner. Their offensive line situation is yeah. always going to be Allen's never me. even been to a Super Bowl. Burrow he, is more of a winner. He should have lost to the Dolphins if Mike McDaniel, Carthy, or whatever his name, if he yeah. had any sort of a. Mike? Is it Mike McDaniel? Yeah. And then there's another one. Yeah. Josh McDaniel. McDaniels. Josh McDaniels? Yeah. Mike McDaniel, Josh McDaniel. And isn't there – I thought Mike McDaniel had a brother. That's LaFleur. So confusing. Not really. Yeah. Well, Mike McDaniel, I thought his clock management cost him that game there. Okay, well, I would also say that, like, the Bengals could have easily lost to the Ravens, too, if we're going to play that game. Like, if, if Huntley doesn't fumble and give them a touchdown. That wasn't as close. Yeah. If it was, they were on the verge of going down. Miami was never leading. Well, I guess they Miami were Miami was driving. Miami was never leading, like, after the six-minute mark of the third quarter. They got the scoop fumble touchdown to uh, start the, the third quarter and gave them the lead. But Well, the Ravens are tough to to put away. I mean, that's a, they're known for great defense. The Dolphins are The Ravens, explosive. that's a team that led every know. game this season. Um at one point, and so that you guys still have them in your MySpace top eight when we do it tomorrow. It's you know, stay tuned, to find out. Hour two in the books. We we'll kick off hour three of headlines.